Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. They're here. Come to Freddy. I'm not gonna hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains in. Nobody trusts anybody now. We're all very tired. Listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week. 30 years in the making. <laughs> Okay, now that the microphone's turned on, <laughs> there we go. Okay, it's alive. It's whoo, man. It they live. They they live. Uh huh. Uh huh. All right. Well, we're here. We're here again. It's me about together again. Together again. John's it's not musical the... today, folks. What's this that? is not the first song he's tried to serenade me with today. No. What was the other one? Just the two of us. Oh, that's true, because it was just the two of us. We were, like, lamenting that we didn't have, you know, Pat. We were like Abbott and Costello. We were like Abbott and Costello, which if you missed our episode, that was last week, and you should go back and listen to it. Both kind of Costellos. Are you saying two fat guys can't be comedians? I'm not saying that Can't be a comedian duo. Costello and Costello. The Costello brothers. You had the Marx brothers. It's true. Uh Uh-huh. And at one point, you had the Three Stooges that had, they didn't have a curly, that a shemp. There was no fat guy in there, and so they had three Yeah, and it wasn't as funny. I'm no, just saying. It wasn't, right, it wasn't as funny, but fat people are funnier. That's true, they bring the funny. And before the fat people get angry, we are we are you. Yes. You know, basically, this is us, basically. Yes. Do you watch that show? I do. Oh, man. I know. This is not a This Is Us podcast, but... No, it's... it's I, and and I, I have to I'm a strong, up. strong person. Strong like a bull. Strong like bull. <laughs> um... I can't handle that show. Oh, then I got one for you to really try. Oh. A Million Little Things. Okay. Different network. Very good. Different network, all the feels? All the feels. Okay. Very good. Uh, deals I don't with, know, deals I don't with know if I have any feels left. Deals with suicide and depression, so it's a different okay. tact of, of the feels. But okay. A Million Little Things is fantastic, and there's... Um, okay, because after This Is Us, I don't have much feels left. Yeah, watch them on separate nights. I would recommend okay. that. Okay. Um, it's really good. There's some good actors on there. I'm going to forget all their names. James Rade from Psych oh, okay. is in there. Um, Allison Miller, who was in, she was in that that show Kings that was around, that was only lasted a season. She's been in some other okay. things. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other actors that you'll recognize, but whose names I'm not going to come up with right now. Hmm. Okay. Um, very good. Similar in style to This Is Us. Okay. Um, Really good. Really okay. strong out of the gate. We'll see if it has the staying power This yeah. Is Us has had. Yeah. But strong out of the gate, for okay. sure. All right. All right. Well, um, They Live is not quite as heavy as This Is Us. No. <laughs> no, it is not. It <laughs> I mean, wa- But I think it wanted to be. Like, it wanted... Do you, I do you think so? Well... Do you really? There were... That's was my problem with the start of the movie. I okay. felt like the start of the movie was taking itself too seriously. Okay. And then they wisened up. Okay. And maybe it was maybe it was just 
you know, obviously we I don't know that anywhere in the trivia it talks about the order in which they shot scenes, mm-hmm. but maybe Roddy Piper just needed uh, the little warm up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Because by the end I felt the like o- the only thing I have to refute your whole line of reasoning there mm-hmm. is that they started taking themselves seriously and then halfway through the movie they then were like <laughs> no never mind. Back up before they even started the movie, they cast Roddy Piper well, as the lead actor. So I don't know that. I mean, I, I don't see a group of people sitting around being, "All right, this is a serious film, very serious film, serious topic. Uh, we're going to be handling this. This is kind of like our cinematic animal farm. You know, it's it's a it's a, okay, it's a, it's a message for something else. Like there's, a hidden, there's a hidden message here. Who who do we cast? Um, animal farm. Oh uh, my god. Can can we get Roddy McDowell? No. No, no. Uh, can we get even maybe like a Roger Moore? No, 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 no. Hulk Hogan? Oh, no, 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 no. Roddy Piper? You're a genius. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's get Roddy Rowdy Piper as our main actor. It's Otis. <laughs> it's Otis. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get into that. Let me let me do our, our opening spiel here, and then oh, we'll, yeah. we'll dive into the whether or not we enjoyed this movie and, and whether we thought it did what it was supposed to do and basically the things we're here to talk about. Right. So, okay. Right. Uh, very, very quickly, and then we can jump on into that, is uh, spoiler alert, and we've, I don't know if we've spoiled anything yet, but uh, we are going to spoil the movies we talk about, so but if you haven't oh, seen it, we, we come back. will. Oh, we will. We will. Especially that nine-minute fight in the alleyway. Yeah. We'll spoil the heck out of that. Uh, iTunes, please leave us a review on iTunes or any of your other podcatchers, wherever you're finding your podcasts. Uh, we would love to know how you're enjoying the show, so um, please let us know. Leave a review for us, uh, and we'd love to hear from you, too. So if you want to get in touch with us, visit our website. That's the best place to find all the different ways to reach out to us, uh, 30podcast.com. Go to our website, and you can find all those things there, including our voicemail line, and sometimes we have other content that we put up on the site. So... Um, second week in a row, I have no voice, so we're just going to go with that. I was kind of hoping it would meld into kind of a, a like a, uh, a hus- James like, a, like, like a husky Morgan Freeman. Oh. I mean. See, I think you were aiming way too high. Way, way too high with that one? Oh, yeah. Okay. So like a, like a sexy Bobcat Goldthwait. That's <laughs> Okay. That is more in line with yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I need to just start growling. And Possibly, mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe more in the Wallace Shawn <clears throat> okay. category. Right. You don't want me to try and do a Morgan Freeman. I think you can no, try. I can try. No new movie news stuff. Of course, as soon as I say that, after we're done recording this, something massive will come out. Well, sure. Um, you know, like... Luke Skywalker's son shows up in episode nine. Like, okay, that can you just wait and release this news when we're recording? Because then, well, not we when we're actually, recording, well, not when, but before. It's to be before. If they want to release it right now, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, but, I'm not sure. Well, I, I guess with the technology, should I call us, Kathleen? One of us will find out. Should I call her and just say like, hey, if you got any, yeah, if you got anything, yeah, we're not releasing this episode for a little bit, but you know, right. could you just let us know what episode nine stuff you want to you want to share? I'm in. I think okay. we should do that. All right. Um, I, I, at this point, I just want to hear what's going on with the Big Trouble in Little China sequel. I know The Rock. I, I know The Rock is supposed to be involved in it. And like and we're talking John Carpenter stuff, so I'm like, right. well, I'm like, I would like to hear more about that. I am curious. Yeah, I mean, I have not heard anything else. But you know, I try not to, and I think I've told you this before. Mm-hmm. 
try not to get too wrapped up in movies that are announced because I have been waiting right. for the Devil in the White City movie. Oh, yeah. It is supposedly attached to DiCaprio and Scorsese for three years. Mm-hmm. I mean, those two names, you think, you know, mm-hmm. maybe. No, not I just talk about it and do nothing. I've been so waiting for a I'm Venom gonna... movie since 1993. Well, yeah, but it's here, though. I know. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't either. So, of course, now you realize that I've talked about it. Yeah. I have to look and see right. if there's been any new news about the Devil, Devil in the White City. City. Okay. Because right. It's my six-monthly check-in. There you go. Drives me batty. <laughs> These guys. Just make the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Calm down there, buddy. No, I will not. Sun's getting real low in the sky there, big guy. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, it am is. I, am I your Natasha? Hmm... I'm not sure how I feel about that. Okay. We can, <laughs> we can, we can talk about that later, but... Um, <clears throat> um, yeah. Tell our wives we'll be home later. Yeah. Um, so, I'm going to go home. And, no, that's Clue. That was a different movie. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving I on. I thought he was a plant. <clears throat> I thought he was a fruit. <laughs> no, I'm a plant. No, a plant. <laughs> All right. Well, before we jump on into the potential quagmire that is They Live... Um, let's talk about this week in 88. So this week in 88, we're talking roughly the October 22nd through 29th of 1988. On October 27th, uh, E.T. was released on home video, which is crazy to think of because because E.T. comes out in 82. It's not released on home video until 1988. Well, back in the day. I mean, back in the day, right. That's kind of how but, it happened, but yeah, it's crazy no, I, to think of, like, now we get impatient for, like, okay, when, when is when is this movie coming out on DVD? Yeah, when is then, it coming out on Blu-ray? Yeah, When's it going to be? Blu-ray, where, DVD, when can I get cable, it on Netflix? there's, like, a hundred different mm-hmm. releases now for right. every movie. And it's, like, three or four months later. Yeah. And back then it was like, uh, you know, hey, if you get it this decade, be happy. Yeah. All right, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. It's going to be on a VHS, maybe a Betamax. You'd be happy with what you get. Shut up. You shut up with your face. Betamax. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, my wife's mom still has a couple of Betamax machines. I don't think they work. Wow. She has a couple. That's yeah. impressive. You know, they won the war. Um, the week ending October 30th, Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, was the number one film at the box office. And uh, the week of October 22nd... There's what, your new movie news that we didn't talk about. What's that? The new Halloween. Oh, the new Halloween Jamie movie. Lee Curtis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about it? Just that they're making oh, another the, one, the, and Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be in it again. Mm-hmm. And, and it's coming out soon. Yeah, and from what I've heard, and I... Uh, or it may already be out. I don't remember when it's coming out. It might be this week. Yeah. It, it, it's been a long time since I saw them. Like, yeah. yeah. So my memory's a little fuzzy. But the way I'm understanding it is the story's supposed to happen, like the new one's supposed to take place, like, yeah. after the original... Yeah. And kind of throws out and retcons some stuff. Right. Is what I'm right. is what I'm hearing. This is like their Superman Returns. Yeah, pretty much. That's probably not a good example, but yeah. that's okay. I think our, our listening audience will uh, they'll get it. Yeah, appreciate. They get, they get the reference. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's that one. Oh, the other one too. Okay. So here is slight tangent, um, but we're talking about we're horror. good at those. We're talking about horror movies. So um, I have decided to go back in the last like two weeks or so. Uh, I've decided to go back and watch horror movies that I've never seen before. Okay. And particularly ones from the last 20 years. Because for some weird reason, and I cannot explain this, after Event Horizon ruined me for other horror movies. Because basically that movie scared me so bad. Yeah. That I was like, nope, 
I'm done. I mean, it, it was like the Seinfeld episode. I'm out. That movie. <laughs> I slapped my ten dollars on the table and I said, "I'm out." Spooky. Mm-hmm. So I had not seen a horror movie in the theater um, since 1997, wow. and I, for some reason, having kids—I don't know what it was—but like, and I always loved horror movies. I loved to get scared as a kid. I used to watch. I mean, we've talked about this in the podcast before. I watched all kinds of movies before I ever should have watched them as a child. And and then subjected my sister to those same movies um, way before she should have ever seen them. And for some reason, they're hit, like in the, in the mid-2000s, they're hit a point where I don't know if I just wasn't interested in any of the horror movies that were coming out. I remember watching Blair Witch Project when that uh, a little bit after that Is came that out. Is that unqualified? Well, I, maybe. Um but I remember, like, early 2000s, I was just like, nah, I'm done. Like, none of this looks interesting to me. And then the other part of it was, I have a very active imagination, so even though I don't believe in any of this stuff, mm-hmm. my imagination is like, hey, I saw that in a movie. It's inside my room now. I don't know why. Like, I, I, am, a, I am a rational, well, I don't know. I try to be a rational adult, and I'm like, I don't believe in any of this stuff. I know it's just movies, but I also live in an older house. My older house creaks at night. It makes weird noises. When acorns fall from the trees in our front yard and they oh, land on the roof in a right walking on. pattern, I'm like, nope, done, out. Like, gather the children. <laughs> Human shield. <laughs> well, they're, they're braver than I am. So, But I, at, cert, at a certain point, for some reason, particularly after having kids, I was like, nope, I can't watch horror movies anymore. I cannot watch horror movies. I cannot take it. Cannot handle it. If I'm going to watch a horror movie, it needs to be like in the middle of the day. Because as a kid in high school, um, the one I can think of in particular, Exorcist. The first time I had always heard that Exorcist was a terrifying movie. It is. And I was like, okay, cool. So in high school, I think I was probably 15 at the time, um, I rented Exorcist from the library and I brought it back home. I waited until midnight. This must have been on a weekend because I didn't have school the next day. I waited until midnight. I went down in the basement by myself. On purpose. On purpose. I turned all the lights off. I popped in this movie and I sat there alone in the basement in complete dark and watched this movie and scared the bejesus out of myself. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Used to love to do that kind of stuff to myself. I don't know why, but have been able to do it since then. So what I've done in the last couple weeks is I've gone back and I've said, okay, what are some really good, or at least like I go to websites and I ask people, I'm like, what, what's some really good horror stuff that I could watch that I haven't seen in the last 20 years? Mm-hmm. And so lately I've been getting caught up on several, and, and a lot of them have been really good. I watched It Follows. Have you seen that one? No, okay. no. As somebody who works in a high school, I, you know what, forget, and, and, and political beliefs, whoever, whatever political beliefs are of, of anybody listening, this has nothing to do with this. If you want to teach kids abstinence-only education for sex ed, then you show them this movie. You show them this. I'm happily married. And this movie made me want to go join, I was about to say a convent, but that would be like, that would be different, but... Uh, a Mon- monastery, Python. monastery. Thank you. If I get the word right, um, well, I could join both of them. Doesn't matter. Yeah, right? yeah. It's a creepy movie, but it's also like the the horror is there, and the, the, some of the creepy horror is there. But it's not like there's a couple of jump scares and things like that. Sure. But it's more of just a 
It's what I love about the Terminator, and why I think of the Terminator oh. as a horror movie. Oh yeah, like, there's this the original? unstoppable oh, thing that's yeah. coming after you. Not that the Terminator is really super scary. No, but, but it's it pops just, up out of nowhere. And, right, it's, but, you and, can't and stop this thing. Right. It's coming and to get you. And by the time they got mm-hmm. to Terminator Two, it just it was more of an action. movie. It's an action movie. Yeah, the yeah. original definitely has some spooky mm-hmm. stuff going. So on. it follows reminded me of the same kind of thing. Okay. Do you even know, do you know the premise of the movie? Broad strokes. Okay. I mean. All right. Um, I'll try to, I know since we try to be family friendly, I will try to word this in a way. But if you're listening to children, you may want to skip ahead like a minute or so while I describe what this movie is about. Um, The basic idea is that um, it starts off, you actually start by seeing somebody get killed in like the first minute of the movie. Um, And the basic idea is this invisible creature, this invisible being, uh, is constantly following a person around. The only way that that person, if they get touched by that person, then this being will kill them. It'll like drain them of their life force and it will kill them. The only way that they can get away from this thing and have it stop following them is if if they have intimate relations with someone else. Oh, dear. And then that thing follows that person. But then if that person gets killed by this thing, then it goes back to the person from before. So the idea is you have to keep having oh. relations with other people and, and make sure that those people keep having relations with other people so that this thing gets really far away from you. And this thing is not quick. It's not quick. It can't like pass through walls or things like that. It's invisible, and it just walks everywhere, like slowly walking everywhere. That's like, not right. That's cool. Like that, the, the premise of that. And yeah. I had heard of this movie before, and I was like, hmm, I don't know, that would be one I would enjoy. But we'll watch it and we'll find out. You just um, liked all the relations. You know, I mean, it, it, I, I don't want to say anything that hurts. So well, <laughs> that was probably the wrong choice of words. But No, I understand. Yeah. I'm just messing um, with you. So there I was can't. that one. And what else did I watch? I watched Hereditary. I rented that. That's supposed to be the scariest movie of 2018. I rented it and I was like, mm, nope. Yeah. Nope, I, unfortunately, what passes for scary now, I tend to find amusing. Mm-hmm. Well, in this movie, I was Which like, isn't so good. All the stuff that this movie was trying to do and trying to be very scary mm. was I was like, no. Like, the, the stuff you guys are trying to do in this movie that everybody's... It, I mean, it was really hyped up. I keep hearing everywhere, like, scariest movie. It's the scariest movie ever. Scariest movie of 2018. And then I watched it and I was like, no, I've actually seen this movie mm-hmm. and I've seen a scarier version of it. And it was called The Exorcist. Right. It was done like, in the 70s. Because a lot of the stuff that they tried to do in that movie to scare you was done in... The Exorcist, and, and done very well. Um, the other one I watched recently was The Babadook, which has a weird name. Australian horror movie. Oh, okay. Actually a really good movie. I, at first I looked at it, I was like, The Babadook. Um, yeah, I don't know about this. Not sure. Really, really good movie. Really liked that one. Um, didn't get like a wide release anywhere, because it was just mostly shown kind of in Australia at first, but then it I guess, sure. blew up, and now it's on, uh, I think it's on Netflix is where I found it. Um Really good movie, kind of a, a metaphor for grief and what grief can do to a person, and, and just but just really, really enjoyed that one. Genuinely scary. I mean, there were some parts in there, not necessarily like the jump scares of certain movies, right. but you know, stuff that was genuinely creepy and terrifying. Watched the first Paranormal Activity. Had never seen any of the Paranormal Activity movies. I have not either. I have difficulty with the found footage kind of movies, like the Blair Witch and things yeah, like that. Yeah, because they just but, seem but my difficulty, so... Well, my difficulty is not... You have to go in... I don't think you and I have the same difficulty, so, but go ahead and... I have learned to go in 
and know that it's found footage, mm-hmm. in air quotes. When Blair Witch first came out and everybody was, oh, blah, blah, blah. And no, no, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. And as long as you can get you over... You rolled up the newspaper and just slapped him on the nose. <laughs> right. Yeah. As long as you can get over that, it's fine. I mean, yeah. it, it goes into the whole suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just got to do that. The reason I have trouble with found footage stuff is, again, because of my overactive imagination. When I was a kid and we lived in England, I don't know what the name of this show was, but I feel like it was It was kind of like what we have now. You have like these paranormal investigator shows. Um, mm-hmm. Where they go in and they have the you know they got the camera with the night vision and they you know stuff is flying around the room and you hear voices and whispering and I, I had never seen anything like that up to this point and and I it was probably about ten or eleven years old and there was a show on in England one time and they were doing that kind of stuff so okay. it looked it to a kid it looked very real it was like somebody was had their camcorder and they were recording this and it was actually happening. You know, it kind of like that, kind of like the alien autopsy, autopsy stuff they did in the '90s. But um, as a kid, I was my watching guy this. Narrated. I know. Was it yeah. Jonathan Frakes? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm watching this as a kid, and I'm like, I, I, everybody always told me that, that ghosts are not real, mm-hmm. but like, I'm, this is on an actual camera. This is actually happening. What if this is also in my house? And then I just start to freak out, and, and you start so, spinning, and, and, and you know, my head starts spinning, and the pea green soup comes out, and. Um, Ray God. Yeah, pea um, green soup. That right there, man. Mm-hmm. Right there, that's creepy stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. So if you ever come over to our house, don't fix you split pea soup? Oh, I hate split pea soup. Oh, okay. Well, well, note to self, don't fix Bo split pea soup. Okay. Or do, so he'll leave. Or do, I mean, so you leave. You know, the other thing. Sharon, Bo's yeah. coming over. <laughs> Get the split pea. Get the soup. Get the yeah, split I pea. I never, my grandfather loved Sorry, loved I turned it. into Jackie Gleason there for a second. <laughs> my grandfather to the loved, moon. loved split pea soup, loved to make yeah. it, and I'm just like, dude, no. <laughs> and, ah, yeah. ah, runaway phone. <laughs> there you go. Um, so yeah, so I'm trying to get caught up on these horror movies, and then I came across, this whole, like, however long we've been talking about this now, um, this whole tangent was to say, there's a new version, a remake, of a movie that I kept reading on different websites, and said it's the most terrifying movie ever made. Most terrifying movie ever made. I'm like, that's a bold statement. Yeah, Let's watch it. So I tracked this movie down, I found a copy of it, and it's from 1977, and it's called Suspiria. And I was like, okay. I'm going to give this a try. And basically what it is, it's an Italian, kind of an Italian horror movie. And the premise behind it is there's an American woman who goes to, um, uh, is it Berlin? It might be in Berlin. I think it's Germany, Berlin maybe. Um, And somewhere in Europe. It's basically all the same. I apologize to our German listeners. That was a joke. It's not all the same. Um, But she goes there and weird, creepy things start to happen. Like, somebody gets murdered in a very mysterious way, and it's very... The the props I will give the movie is it's very hmm, visual. Hmm. Like, colors. The way colors are used, the way camera angles are used. Um, the palette of this movie is, hmm. is just amazing. Just beautifully shot, beautifully done. In terms of story and creepiness, no. Not, so Not at all. And then I started to read, after I watched it, I read some more, and, the, and people were like, well, some people will tell you this is the, the most terrifying movie ever made, and they absolutely love it, and other people will be like, no, it's a giant pile of dog poop, um, and, and there's really not anybody in between. It's, it's you're either one or the other. And I'm like, okay, well, I know which side I'm on, because 
not right. terrified at all of this movie. Um, but now there's apparently a new remake coming out, um, and it's coming out maybe just within the next week or two. I think it's coming out beginning of November. So um, looks interesting. I'm interested enough now that I didn't like the original. Right. And people are like, it's an amazing movie. I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's try out this new one and see what that is. Because the premise is, I'm like, okay, well, that, that, right. I can see that and working, but. It's funny. You talking about this has um, reminded like, me. Like ha funny or awkward funny? Mm-hmm. Or interesting funny? Interesting funny. Okay. You talking about this has reminded me. How many times did I say already? No, I don't. I can't think of any new movie news. But in the horror category, I am hearing um not that this is new movie news, but a newer movie. Mm-hmm. I am hearing amazing things about the a quiet place. The quiet place. Oh yeah, yeah. The John Krasinski. Still have not seen it. Yeah. Me neither. But I am hearing like crazy good stuff about it. Mm-hmm. Really spooky. Really good. Yeah. I have not. I think my sister saw it, and I think she really liked it. Okay. So it's it's one that's been on my list for I think I actually rented it one of the weekends when my wife was out of town I rented like three or four movies and I only got through well I got through all but one of them and the one I didn't get through was a quiet place oh actually I think it was the weekend I watched Hereditary I was like should oh, I watch Hereditary or a sure. Quiet Place I made the wrong choice and I watched Hereditary so next time I watch the other one it happens. All right. Uh, so last thing. So that was a that was a very long uh, back to eighty eight segment this yeah. week in eighty eight. But the last thing uh, on October twenty second, the Billboard Top one hundred number one was a groovy kind of love by Phil Collins. Nice. So it was a groovy finish to this week in eighty eight. All right. Let's talk about They Live. Are you ready for it? They live. Okay. They live came out on the fourth of November nineteen eighty eight. So we're almost you know we're getting we're very close to the day. That's the 5th of November. Yeah, I know. I was being a smart-ass Alec. Gunpowder treason and plot. Um, I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. I'll I'll tell you sometime about the time that I came home from, or my little brother came home from school in England. And you know how in America we trace the, I guess I'm not going to tell you sometime, I'm going to tell you now. Um, You know how we trace our hands and make the turkey at Thanksgiving time? Yeah, in England, he came home. He was four years old. He came home from preschool. And what they had done was they had traced the hand in red and orange and yellow um, construction paper Uh and had made a bonfire and put a person on top of it. Oh, dear And my mom freaked out. When he came home, he's like, Mom, look what we did in school today. Mm-hmm. And he had a picture of a man burning on a bonfire. Jesus. Yeah. you got to love the Brits, I man. Love, I love the Brits. They're they have awesome. their own sense you're, of you're style. All, you're all, I mean, all the countries are awesome, but um, yeah. So, uh, yes, but 4th of November, 1988, rated R, was one hour and 34 minutes, directed by John Carpenter, who did The Thing, Big Trouble in Little China, and Prince of Darkness. Quite a resume Mm -hmm. for Mr. Carpenter. Mm -hmm. And and good music, too. A long resume Mm -hmm. for Mr. Carpenter. Produced by Larry Franco, who did The Thing and Mars Attacks. Uh, Written by John Carpenter, based on a short story by Ray Nelson, which I actually read uh, before uh, doing our podcast, so I could talk a little bit about that. Uh, John Carpenter also wrote Halloween and Escape from New York. Cinematography by Gary B. Kibb, uh, either Kibb or Kibbe, um, did Robocop 3 and Virtuosity. Music was done by... There's there's a pull from the past. Good Lord. The Denzel Washington classic. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's not how you use the word classic, is it? No. No, it's, no, it's uh-huh. not. Um, music was done by John Carpenter and Alan Hobarth. 
Uh, John Carpenter did Halloween, Escape from New York, and an episode of Stranger Things. Alan Hoarth did Halloween, Escape from New York, and Big Trouble in Little China. Budget for this one was $3 million. The box office was $13 million. Flick Metrics gives it a 72 per, uh, 72-point uh, average from the Tomato Meter, which gives it an 83. The Rotten Tomatoes audience gives it a 79. IMDb gives it a 73. Letterboxd gives it a 74. And Metascore gives it a 52, because apparently the Metascore people, I don't know, hate this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, starring... Here it goes back to your conversation as to whether or not you should take this movie seriously. Starring Roddy Piper in the starring role uh, of Nada. Uh, when your name is Nada, you're the main character. Then. Yeah. Uh, he was in WWF Wrestling, and he was, I, I love these, the, I've never seen either of these movies, but I love the titles. Hell Comes to Frogtown, <laughs> which I think I almost put on the list for last year. That might have been an 87 movie. Yeah. And Portal to Hell. What I enjoy about the, the title of the movie Portal to Hell is it's not just Portal to Hell. It's Portal to Hell with three exclamation points. Well, sure. I appreciate strategic usage of of punctuation Mm -hmm. in movie titles. You know, like the three amigos with the different upside-down exclamation points. I appreciate that. That's all I want to say. Such an English teacher thing to say. Uh, Keith David played Frank. He was in The Thing and Armageddon. Meg Foster played Holly. She was in Masters of the Universe and Leviathan. George Buck Flower, who died in uh, 2004. Oh, I should have said Roddy Piper died in 2015. I forgot to mention that. Uh, George, My wife knew that. Yeah. George she, Buck she Flower died in, in 2004. She's like, uh, is he dead? I'm like, he is. He did. He is. Yeah, he gone. Um, George Buckflower played Drifter, he was in Back to the Future and Starman, and Peter Jason played Gilbert, he was in 48 Hours and Escape from L.A. What do these things want, and why are they here? You still don't get it, do you, boy? They have recruited the rich and the powerful. They're running the whole show. Wake up! They're all about you, all around you. Blinded us to the truth! They are safe as long as they are not discovered. I don't know what they are or where they came from, but we gotta stop them. Stay away from me. Put these on. They have us. Look at them. They're everywhere. Our owner. We have no other choice. I don't like this one bit. Leave it alone, man. It ain't none of my business. Ain't none of yours. We have been lulled into a trance. Listen to what I'm saying to you. We're in trouble. The whole world's in trouble. Control us! You're sending some kind of signals on TV sets. I've got one that can see. Mama don't like tattletale. Now we start spilling some blood. Let's go! Push button. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick And I'm all out of bubblegum. Oddly enough, let's start at the beginning. Seems like a good a place as any. That's fine. Um, had you seen this movie before? No. No. <laughs> no, I okay. most definitely had not. In oh. fact, if you had told me Rowdy, Rowdy Piper mm-hmm. was in movies until mm-hmm. a week ago, I would not have known. Okay. All right. Uh, I also had not seen this movie before. I had seen tiny bits and pieces. Like, I knew... I've seen people, when I go to like some of the comic book shows, I've seen people dress up as the, the aliens 
from this movie. Yeah, and, I've seen T-shirts that have admittedly, it. Admittedly, now that you rem- trigger my memory, mm-hmm. yes, there there definitely is. I've seen other cultural references. Yeah, yeah, but I never knew what they were from. Right. Like I didn't. You know, I never saw a shirt that had the alien and then said they live under it. So right. I never really processed. Well, and I, was... I remember the cover of this movie. I remember the VHS cover of this from being the kid that just roamed the horror section. Would never actually pick up anything. Couldn't wasn't allowed to watch it. But um, you know, I remember the cover of this movie from that. And then the only other thing that I knew was, like I said before, I used to listen to a podcast and one of their very first uh, intro pieces on their podcast was the I have come here to chew bubblegum and, and actually we use that on ours too um, you know and, and, and I'm all out of bubblegum that whole thing and I was like I, that's crazy um, I don't know where that quote comes from I need to find it so then I went to look it up, looked it up and then I started to read about the movie and I was like okay well I can't wait till we get to do this one for the podcast because this sounds just like my brand of crazy um, <laughs> so I'm kind of excited for this so, same thing. I had not really seen the movie in its entirety. I had seen clips, bits and pieces on YouTube. Um, and then, you know, just watched it within the last couple weeks or so for the podcast. So, initial reactions before we get too much further into, like, the movie itself, the plot, what's going on in this thing. Um, initial reactions, what'd you think? Slow at the beginning. It redeemed itself, but only a little. It was odd. I don't know if it's... I don't know if at the time that it was made, its political commentary would have hit home with me more. Mm-hmm. But I was not... It didn't grab me until the end, and then it was somewhat interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I enjoy um, uh, Keith David a lot. Mm-hmm. So I think he kept me involved in the movie. Okay. And it, it seemed like it should have been right up my alley, so I don't know. Can't really put my finger on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, kind of same thing. Like I was, I, I knew nothing about this movie going in, and you know, obviously, I thought for a little bit. I'm like, okay, well, you know, some of the some of the consumerism stuff. Some of that, I mean, maybe that's so dated now that that won't, you know, that won't hold up in a mm-hmm. 2018 viewing. <laughs> oh no, that's no, <laughs> no. It, that part worked. It, it held up. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it worked perfectly as a, you know, a, a critique of consumer society and, you know, kind of a elite versus working class kind of movie. I mean, I feel like you, you still very much have that today. Like that's not Mm -hmm. something that's gone away. Uh, if anything, maybe gotten worse since the eighties. But, um, so the message of it, I, I can see why there's a lot of, cultural repetition of this movie mm. because I feel like there's a lot of stuff in this movie that that people depending on their political beliefs would latch onto and be like oh, yeah this thing's just as true as ever before and so I can see why this is getting put on more t-shirts I can see why you know you have uh, images of people replacing certain politicians faces with the aliens faces mm-hmm. in this movie and and stuff like that and and on its head the the premise of this whole thing, I really enjoy. I read the short story um, by Ray Nelson called Eight O'clock in the Morning, and it's really it's super short. It's maybe grand total four or five pages long. Oh wow! Um, so very very short, and not a whole lot of description. But it, it's it's the basic premise of the movie. It's um, they start off and the character his name is George Nada, um, instead of I think his name is John Nada in this in this one. Um, 
But the idea being he went to go to a, for some reason he was at a hypnotist. And the hypnotist, the hypnotist when they said awake, like everybody else kind of woke up from their trance like you normally would with a hypnotist. But for some reason this one guy woke up all the way. And he was able to see everything around him the way that it should have been. So there weren't any glasses in the story. It was just he suddenly woke up and he mm-hmm. could see everything. You know, he could see the signs for what they were, the, the billboards for what they were. He could see the aliens' faces. Um, the aliens are a little bit more reptilian in mm-hmm. the short story. They more, have like More V-ish. Yeah, they have like eight eyes and they have lizard skin and, and all kinds of other stuff. And um, So there's a little bit a little bit of a difference there. And the short story was so quick and, and got so much to the point pretty fast that I, I read the short story after watching the movie that I think I agree with you. I think the beginning of the movie was very slow. And then once it kind of hit its stride, like once he got those glasses, that because that's what I was waiting for. That's what I knew of the movie was, right. oh, why well, that's that movie where he's got the glasses and he can see what's really going on. It almost took a little bit too long to get to the part where he finally gets those glasses and he can see everything. So I did kind of like you. I was spending the first part of the movie. I actually I had a, a copy of it on my computer, and I, I found myself like every once in a while hitting the you know like skip thirty seconds forward button, and I was like oh no, no let's skip another thirty seconds forward. And because let's, what let's, is happening? Let's get a move on here. I I, I get it. I, I got that part. I understand. Let's move on. Um, but then when he finally got the glasses and started to be able to see everything, I'm like okay right. now we can now we can get moving. Um, can I just comment for a second before we go any further on talking about the movie itself and the, the plot? And Beck Foster's got some creepy eyes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, nice eyes. But, oh, yeah. But I mean, like, the way, the blue color of her eyes, or whatever color that is, mm-hmm. I thought maybe that was just contacts that she was using in Masters of the Universe. Yeah, no. I don't think that was contacts. Yeah. I think that's her eyes. No, she's I mean, creepy. I, and, and not, well, I say creepy, but I also am like, well, they look nice. So it's it's like a John. It's, it's okay. It's okay unusual. to say the creepy lady got to you. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. fine. That's fine. I'm don't have to explain. Fine. That. fine. You don't have to explain yourself to the I'm audience. Fine with that. Oh, they, they know I'm, what you're trying to I'm say. Explain it's myself. Good. Explain myself. I'm an eye man. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh god. That made a whole lot less sense before I said it. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's yes. <laughs> and, then, and then after I and said then it, after. it, it did yeah. as well. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's the Dayquil talking, folks. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. And blame, it on the, blame it on the Dayquil. Sure. I had a relative that would blame all of their online shopping on, um, on uh, Ambien. Ambien. Yeah. So when I say stuff that doesn't make sense, it's the Dayquil. Sure. I'm in. Apparently, I'm on a regular prescription of Dayquil. Mm-hmm. My daily dosage. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It keeps me keeps me uh, mm-hmm. level. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, so we get on into the movie, and then once he gets the glasses and he can see the way the world really is, then he's starting to try to convince other people, but finds that a difficult thing to do. I kind of like um, it when he goes on his, like, just his insult comic moment in mm-hmm. the store with the old lady, and then he just starts killing bitches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's fun. Little 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 moment there. We just gets to go Rambo in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, and and some of the and, and the other funny part about this movie too was and uh, you know, usually we kind of wait till the end to do this, but um, the quotes in this movie, like I know that when I'm going into a movie that's just going to be absolutely off the wall crazy, I'm like this is going to have some kind of fun quotes in it. You, you're like I'm, I always look forward to like the Arnold Schwarzenegger one-liners in his movies I or stuff like that. But in this one, I was like, some of the quotes in this one, I was like, what? 
<laughs> Formaldehyde. I don't face. know what you just said. Yeah, yeah. All of the, all of the preaching stuff mm-hmm. from the real humans. Mm-hmm. They're dismantling the sleeping middle class. More and more people are becoming poor. We are their cattle. We are being bred for slavery. Okay. Mm-hmm. The one I'm thinking of in particular is, you know, you look like your head fell in the cheese dip back in 1957. What does that even mean? I, I don't I guess, know. Is, there, is, there, is somebody watching this in 1988 going, oh, that's a reference to something? Yeah. I, I, or does it mean the cheese would be rotted? Like, I have no I idea. It's, I can't decide. Maldehyde face. I can't decide if it's a deep, like, if it's deep enough that we're not getting mm-hmm. it, or if it's so silly we're looking past it. Right. Right. You know, some of them are good. I'm giving you a choice. Either put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. Not this year. What you... Yeah, what just happened? <laughs> it's moments like that where I'm like, Mama, don't like tattletales. Well, that one I at least understand. I mean, that one's kind of okay, but but the other one's like, what? Why am I watching mm-hmm. this now? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I don't my stapler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of. So yeah, um, the part I want to jump to is the fight scene. Awesome. The awesome fight. The scene. the fight scene between Nada and Frank. In, in, in the alleyway, so outstanding. Because and it was just so much fun. Because it's like, I mean, you know, you know that as a professional wrestler, he he needs to get his fight on at some point. Yeah, he probably choreographed the thing. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and I'm watching this, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, oh wow, these guys are like, they're going to town, and uh, they're still going. Yep, still going. Yep, still, still going. Still, oh no, yeah. things have quieted down now. I think it's going to be no, 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 no. No, there they go again. There they go again. Yeah. Okay. Oh, calm down a little bit now. Oh, he's done. I bet he's he's no. He's totally done. He's done. Oh, ow, ow. That's gotta hurt. So, yeah. No. And then I at one point I was like, you know what? This is gonna come up on the podcast, so I need to like time this thing. I and I, I forgot where I wrote it down, but I think the fight lasted nine minutes. Wow. And I was like, that's outstanding. Is now, granted, at, at some points during the fight, I was like, okay, is the is the is it over? Are, are we moving on to the rest of the story now? And yeah, can we just... Can we, can we like, wrap this up? I, I, I'm all for a fight. But <coughs> I was I was looking at this, and I was like, so wait a minute. People complained that the fight at the end of Man of Steel was too long, and and and, and this one everybody loves. So I, not to say I didn't enjoy the fight. I was like, nine minutes, eh, maybe a little... Could have helped a change of scenery. I mean, it could have been like one of the... It was the... the Street Fighter games. You know, there was always a thing in the Street Fighter games where, like, you had that one screen, but in yep. some of the games, you could crash you through to a lower yes. level. And then you, that might have helped a little bit. If it were like we left the alley and maybe they started throwing each other in other places, I, I don't know. But I don't have too many problems with it because it was a nine-minute fight scene, but it was also a nine-minute fight scene. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, trying to think what else we got for the movie. Um, yeah. No, like I said, the the story, um, I won't give anything away with the story in case anybody wants to go read it, uh, but it's a very, very short story. And same kind of thing, like he, when he finds people that are the aliens, he just like starts randomly killing them. And so like his girlfriend watches him like slash her next door neighbor's throat and she still sees him as the next door neighbor. She's like, oh my God, you just killed him. And, and, and he's like, oh, but he was a, he was a thing and, but nobody else believes him, no nobody else sees it. it and, and, right. Yeah. And the same kind of premise, but it just does it in a much quicker, much shorter uh, period of time where he tries to go to the um, 
television station so that he can get a broadcast out to everybody and try to get everybody to wake up. Oh um, yeah, um, that was the other one. Yeah. Do they know the Do they know the meaning of the word "phone it in"? The phrase "phone it in." For which part? Because they say, "Oh come on, where is it?" Oh, is that the world needs a wake-up call, gentlemen? We're gonna phone it in. Um. Okay. Nope. I understand the concept of what you're trying to say, except by phoning it in, you're not gonna do it. Right. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that was the '80s. Maybe that was. Maybe, maybe that was. I don't. When was when was that phrase started? It wasn't the '80s. It was earlier than that. It would have to be. Yeah. At least when phones were invented. Well, I'm thinking it's like from back in the Was Alexander days, Graham Bell the first guy to phone it in? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, oh, this new fancy technology. Mm-hmm. Now people are just going to phone their right. work in. I invented one thing. Not coming to work anymore. Phone that in. No, that guy's really phoning it in. Yeah. Well, yeah, he invented the phone. I well, guess he's right. allowed to. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, do you have anything else we want to say about They Live? You know... It, if you like campy horror, you're not going to like this because it's not very campy. <laughs> if you like true... It's a little campy. Like, well, the, the second half is The campy. second half has some yeah. campy stuff in it. But like that first half is such a slog. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out what type of audience this movie appeals to. John Carpenter fans. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I like some John Carp- Carpenter stuff, though, and this was not... Yeah. I really, um, I, I, I would love to hear some, some love line I'd, phone calls. Some, I'd, I'd drop this in. On this I would drop this in with movies like The Matrix and Dark City, like movies, movies where like you're living in a world and you don't know. And that's why I felt like I should love this movie. Yeah, because I like I, I like movies. Love yeah. Dark City. Yeah, like I have to watch that once a year. Yeah, and I, I love that movie. Jennifer Connelly helps, but well, love that movie. Um, so I. Yeah. You don't have to to talk about Dark City for that to be true. No. I wanted this movie to be good, and I wanted to like it, and I didn't, and I wish I could formulate a reason. Mm -hmm. I'm having trouble. Yeah. All right. Well, so for this one, uh, I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, I well, let's let's. I enjoyed move. the end of it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I say the the second half is definitely better than the first half. Uh-huh. Pacing of the second half definitely speeds things up a little bit, and and I think with a movie like this, which which doesn't start off as a very long movie anyway. No. Um, I think for that first, I mean, it's only an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, for that first half to be to be a chore, maybe a, a little bit to get through. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I feel like you can establish some of this a little quicker. Like yeah. This this could be this could be like go back to like the 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 forties and fifties where you had like a seventy two minute movie. Right. This could have been like a seventy two minute movie because you could have established some of that a little quicker and then get on into or you know show him before he shows up in the tower. I don't know. Like that's what kills me about it. Like at the as much as I wanted the beginning to go faster, I also could have used a little more exposition. I felt like they threw you in and I was like Like where's he from? And what is he, happening? Do you need him to be more of like a John Rambo? I don't know. I, I, I guess I'd like to know that he's more than just a day laborer when he starts turning around and kicking ass. Do you at the end of the movie after he's killed all the aliens, do you want him to like break down and cry inside of the the, the uh, general store? No. No. Okay. No. No, I want him to ride off on a motorcycle into the sunset, honestly. Oh, okay. Okay. Renegade style. Okay. Nice. I think would be good. Nice. I don't know why, and that's 
going to have him jump into the the portal that shoots him off to the alien's planet. Well, how about that? And then, and yeah. then, all, of sudden, then all of a sudden, boom, he shows up. That would be a good sequel for it. There you go. Like, they still live. <laughs> and then like he shows up on the alien planet with a with like an alien shotgun. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I've come here to chew bubble gum and kick, you know, the other stuff. And I'm all out of bubble gum. Yeah. And they're just staring at him. They're like, what's, what, what's bubble gum? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It was I it was trying to movie. there's well, so see, much about it, too, it that But part of it too, I, liked, I think some I of it liked, some of it where some of it fell flat for me was the Roddy Piper piece of it too. It, yeah. Is I feel like his character was trying to have the charm of a Jack Burton. Oh yeah. From, from well, Little China. But Roddy Piper does not have the charm, you know. No. God bless him, may he rest in peace. Doesn't have the charm of, Kurt, of a Kurt Russell. Roddy, Roddy Pepper. Right. right. Um, I always appreciated that he wore a kilt when he wrestled. But, you know. Yeah, well, you know. Um, the little things. Yeah. So, so I think that's going to do it for They Live. Uh, what would you give it out of five... Um, oh, let's see. Five subliminal messaging billboards. Wow. Mm-hmm. That took way more thought than it should have. Yeah. Yeah. Could have gone with five sunglasses, one. but I, unfortunately, I think I gotta give it a two. I was just oh, really? not, okay. not impressed. Okay. And I wonder if I need to watch it again sometime. Not anytime soon. Yeah. But I just it didn't do it for me, mm-hmm. and I still, I what, what's bothering me is most of the time when a movie doesn't do something for me, I can tell you why. This one, I'm having trouble putting my finger on the actual reason. Yeah, I think this is one of those movies. Sometimes I think. And that's why I, why I still love, when I'm able to, I still love going to the theater to see a movie. Mm. This is one of those movies, and I saw that it's playing sometime in the next two weeks. I'm not, oh, wow. going, I'm not going, but it's playing sometime in the next two weeks somewhere in Chicago. And I was like, this is the kind of movie that I think, if you're going to watch it, if you're going to watch it, not when it first came out in 1988, if you're going to watch it today, I kind of feel like this is one of those movies that you need to go see this in a theater with a group of people that love this movie and wanted to go see it in the theater one more time. Mm. There are some movies that when I watch it, I'm like, you know what? Almost the same kind of thing. I'm like, you know what? It, I, I wanted to love this, and I, I do really like it. Like, it's fun. It's a fun movie. But I'm just, there's, there's, there's like one piece to this. that There's one hurdle that I'm just not able to get over, and I just don't know what it is. Right. And sometimes I think it's like, well, maybe I just need to watch this with other people who also enjoy this. And, and see their reactions and see, like, well, am I missing something? Because there's something about this story, something about the movie that I'm missing. And maybe I can watch other people laugh at something. Or I can watch it and be like, okay, well, I didn't think that was funny, but I, I guess you all did. And I, maybe I missed something, right? Right. right. Missed a reference or, or whatever. And sure. So I, I'm not going to go see it, but I did see that it was showing somewhere within the next couple of weeks. I was like, okay, well, that would be, you know, that would be one of those times where, yeah. Seeing it in the theater with other like-minded people or other people who are fans of it might maybe help my enjoyment a little bit. But um, I'm going to give it a three. Um, you know, it's it. I, I do appreciate the the message of the movie. I, it's something that I think still resonates today pretty strongly, uh, maybe more than ever. But um, yeah, it really for me it was just the pacing of the first half. Like if they could have sped up the first half a little bit, I would have been better. Um, you know, I, I would have gone into the second half even happier than I was. But you know, I, I like John Carpenter's stuff. I like his movies. So uh, he it had a lot of the other elements of other John Carpenter 
films that we've seen before. So, um, so I'll give it a three. I'll give it a three. It's right there in the in the middle there. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this time. Uh, our next episodes coming up, we have got Return of the Living Dead 2 and Night of the Living Dead. The 1968 version is coming up next week. That will be the last. We're already almost done with our horror month. It's already almost time for Halloween. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for November and December. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I want to try to throw in some other stuff, like movies that are not even on our list. I want to see if we can throw in maybe just like a little mini episode or something here because we've had some listeners request, <coughs> excuse me, request and say, uh, hey, you guys don't have this one on your list. Can you? Mm-hmm. Are you going to do a show on this one? And so I actually the other day for the very first time watched A Fish Called Wanda. <laughs> I love that movie. So I, I would love to do a show on that one. If we have time, I, I, I want to have time, I want to make some time in November, December, sometime to do a show on that one. Um, I could probably do that one with you. Okay. That's a good one. All right. I like so it. So even if nobody else's schedule works, then maybe we can. That's good. Uh, the other one is Stakeout. i got to see Stakeout soon. Oh, you got to see Stakeout. I know. Uh, you and, and a couple other people have, have been telling me. And then just, it, for, so. just for fun, but not till after we do the podcast, mm-hmm. you should see the sequel, Another Stakeout. I saw that there was a sequel. So the reason you have to wait is because the sequel is. Well, I'm just gonna say they added Rosie O'Donnell. So I saw that in the cast list. So yeah, okay. I mean, it's fun. Okay, but it's like the campy version. The original ones campy enough, right? But then they upped the camp. Factor. Yeah, <laughs> some people did not like another steakhouse. Okay. They, they, you know, went a little more family-friendly, okay. and it just doesn't have the same okay. edge. Fair enough. But Greg's fantastic movie. Right? Yeah. So I would like to try to throw some of those in before we hit the end of the year and, and see if we can do that. So maybe if, if our schedules line up, then you and I can do that, or we can do it over... And there's a couple on that over list. Over Google Hangout or something. There's a couple on that list i got to look at. One of them my brother was excited about. He might want to join us, but I can't remember what it was. Okay, for the November-December ones? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... So, yeah, coming up after this month is over in November. So if you want to get ahead and watch some of these movies, uh, coming up in November, we've got Young Einstein. Have not watched that one since I was a kid. I know. Get the feeling it's not going to hold up. Yeah. But, uh, you know, a little, uh, little Yahoo serious. Mm-hmm. Um, Naked Gun. Um, going to have that one. And then Young and the Guns. Files of Police Squad. Files of Police Squad. Uh, so we have Young Einstein, Naked Gun, and Young Guns, because when you mix all those together, you have the Young Einstein, the Naked Gun, and then the Young Guns. Mm-hmm. See what it did there? That's, I, I did. There was a lot of planning and forethought that went into that. I can see that. Like four seconds of thought is what I mean by forethought. Hey, yeah. that's better than I got. Hey, that's fine. Um, so, yeah, so if you want to find out more about our show or where you can listen to our show, we are at 30podcast.com. We're on all the socials at 30podcast. And we have a voicemail line, 872-356-6843, if you want to call in and leave us a message, and we'll play it and respond to it on the air. Um, other than that, come on back here next time for Return of the Living Dead 2 and Night of the Living Dead, two very different ends of the zombie spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And uh, so come get your come get your zombie fix with us next weekend, and uh, yeah, I think that's gonna do it for us. So thank you, Bo. Thank you, John. And hopefully next time I will be back with a not so much like husky Kenny the, Rogers the normal voice, dulcet tones yeah, the dulcet, of... the, my friend Andy Dufresne, Zay Wataneo. I don't even think I said that right. Nope. No. No. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm Morgan Freeman. All right, we're leaving, everybody. They live, they live, and and 
we want to live too. So we're going to go live our lives and you can go watch some scary movies. So be excellent to each other. Go watch some scary movies and we'll see you back here next time when there's going to be a lot of living dead around. Whoop, whoop.